Welcome to it. It, of course, is chewing the fat. Thanks for coming along for the ride today. Um, news broke over the weekend that something is going to be discontinued by the end of this year that brings another frown to my face for 2020. Tab. Yes, the diet soda from Coca-Cola Tab is being discontinued. I know. Dry your eyes. Dry your eyes. You know, it's been on the shelf since 1963. And it was one of the first diet sodas. I remember being hooked on Tab for a, you know, a good two or three years. A really good ice cold Tab. Now, I don't remember it being as good as ice cold Coke Zero. But it was good at the time. Really good. And again, the reason that it's being discontinued is because it hasn't been selling that well. Uh, You know, you got Diet Coke and Coke Zero and a bunch of other brands for Coca-Cola that uh, sell a lot better than Tab. So according to Coke CEO, over half of the company's 400 brands had little or no scale. Wow. Only accounted for 2% of the company's total revenue. So that's why, I mean, in 2019, remember they were getting rid of a bunch of products. According to this, 275 products. Wow. So they're going to continue, uh, they're going to discontinue uh, the Zico coconut water and uh, the smoothie drink Adwala. I can tell you, I don't think I've ever had Adwala. The Zico, yes. So, but not the Adwala, which is no surprise since it's going to be canceled. But it is sad news that after more than 50 years, Tab is retiring. I know. Dry your eyes. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Before I talk about the lady that was lost in Zion National Park for two weeks and has since been found, I want to welcome a new sponsor to Chewing the Fat. Bowl and Branch Sheets. Softest, most comfortable, pure organic cotton sheets on the planet. Rain-fed, pesticide-free, carries the highest organic certification. That's what makes it so soft. They work with family-owned mills all over the world to expertly weave every set of bowl and branch sheets to the highest level of craftsmanship. It's quality. You can feel the minute you open the package when it arrives at your home. I remember shopping with my wife for sheets a while ago before we realized we needed bowl and branch. Uh, And we were looking at the sheets and you're looking at the weave count and you're looking at the prices. And I remember my wife saying, are we cavemen? We're not sleeping on this. And that's, you know, the reason we have Bowling Branch sheets. Hello. And that's, you know, you see the commercials where people crawl in and you see them go, oh, it feels so good. And you think, how come... I don't feel that way when I crawl into my bed. Well, you will with Bowl and Branch sheets. And since they're all direct to you, uh, you get $1,000 quality for a fraction of the price. Plus, you can sleep on them for a month 
risk-free. Right now, you get $50 off any sheet set at bowlandbranch.com. Just use the promo code Jeffy. B-O-L-L and branch.com, promo code Jeffy. $50 off bowlandbranch.com. Plus, you get to sleep on them for a month risk-free. I mean, it's comfort for a month. You're not going to want to turn them back in, clearly. You're going to crawl in every night and go, <sighs> much better. Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L and Branch.com. Use the promo code Jeffy and get the $50 off any sheet set at com. You heard me, com. And don't forget the promo code Jeffy. Now, of course, restrictions may apply See BowlandBranch.com for details, but most importantly, see BowlandBranch.com, B-O-L-L and Branch.com, promo code Jeffy. You know, it's just that easy to feel just that good crawling into bed, BowlandBranch.com. All right, so this Holly Courtier, 38. Went into the park October 6th, if you're listening live to this, October 19th, 2020. And I, she just went missing. Two weeks. The park is 232 square miles. Uh, I mean, they're talking about, uh, I love the park service description. It's like they're doing a promo for the park, which, you know, obviously they are. 232 square miles, high plateaus, a maze of narrow, deep, and sandstone canyons, and the Virgin River and its tributaries. From the highest peak to the lowest canyon, it's about 5,000 foot difference. Yeah. Uh, Wandering around there, lost. Nobody knows where you're at. Nobody knows what happened. I keep waiting for the story to find out, you know, how she survived. And, uh, it'll be fascinating to hear, you know, what she did to survive in the park for two weeks. Cause they didn't know how much food she had. We had a bunch of volunteers out looking for her. And so it'd be fascinating. They said that we refused to give up. Well, uh, there you go. Uh, they found her. That's great news. So it'd be interesting to see how she actually survived. I guess two weeks, if you're out in the woods, kind of having a little bit of food and knowing what you're doing, but it does seem like you would, I don't know, try to find somebody. I, mean, <laughs> I guess that's what she was actually doing. And, uh, she finally did find someone after two weeks. I mean, they talk about, uh, the getting a credible tip from a park visitor and said they had seen her within the park. So I guess, yeah, we saw her. She was over there on the other side of the river wandering around. We'll see what happened. Maybe she fell and hit her head and didn't know what she was, didn't know where she was or what she was doing. Can't wait to hear what her story is. You know, we've all been in bad relationships and, you know, from time to time you think, oh no, it's just not going to work out. And you have a tough time trying to get out of it or you just end up ghosting someone. But what happens if you are actually in love with a ghost. (laughs) I know, I know. So a British woman who claims uh, she got engaged to a ghost is now, uh, it's now called off. No, I know. I know. Uh, Amethyst Realm 32 
was on uh, the UK TV show this morning uh, talking about her failed relationship. And, well, she was asked, where are they at now? Because according to this, she was all good to go. They got engaged nine months after getting together in Australia. They consummated that relationship on the flight back home to the UK from Australia. And then uh, they went on this vacation to Thailand. And things got out of hand. And now... Now the wedding is off. And the morning show asked her, you know, where are you at now? What's going on? So now we've called the wedding off. Um, it was going really well until yeah. we went on holiday. Oh, no. And that was about last May. And then he just completely changed. In and just became com- oh, no. So I think maybe he fell in with a bad crowd when we were on holiday. He kind of, he just started becoming really inconsiderate. He'd disappear for long periods of time. Bastard. When he did come back, he'd bring other spirits back to the house and they'd just stay around for days. (laughs) You can't have that. You cannot have these spirits just hanging around the house for days. This just won't do. So it's over. Uh, It's over. And I guess... Even after the spirits would hang around for days, he would just leave and she couldn't take it anymore. So it's over. I know. I know. I know. I hate to, I know you would be happy for them as well. I remember talking about her when she first got engaged to the ghost and we were happy, happy. And uh, now we're sad because the spirit named Ray just an evil mean son of a gun and he just fell in with the wrong crowd and that's it it's over it's over i'm gonna go find me someone else or something else just not you okay i have four stories that i truly i truly love on this day i know the ghost story was great but We've got, I've got a Christmas story. I've got a smuggling story. I've got a really cool find story. And I've got a story that is going to mean good news for males in the coming years. So we'll start with Christmas. Uh, Christmas, obviously you can't cancel Christmas. I mean, Christmas is going to come no matter what, but the town in Finland where Santa Claus lives thanks to the COVID pandemic is practically dead. I mean, it's nobody's going there. They're talking about 80% at least down from previous years. Now, you know, of course, Finland is one of the strictest travel restricted countries in Europe. And it's got low level of infections. So, I mean, is there a parallel? Yeah, I think so. But the town in Finland that, uh, well, the town is 
Rovaniemi. Yeah, duh. What is it? Rovaniemi. Thank you. That town is uh, dying, and they're trying to stay alive. And Santa Claus is uh, still there, but uh, for for them, Christmas is canceled. <laughs> I know, I know. The tour company, Sephardica. I love Sephardica, not Sephartica. It's Sephartica, Sephartica. Anyway, they uh, they offer snowmobile tours and ice swimming, and their bookings are down. Uh, according to them, fifty to eighty percent. And the head guy or girl, whoever is the director, pretty sure it's a guy. Um, closer to eighty percent. Yeah. No kidding. And that means people are out of business and people don't have jobs. Their little promo video in this story really makes me want to go there. It's from Reuters and it's, uh, they're playing Christmas music and they show Santa and they show the area and it's just beautiful. You know, you go there and you see the Northern lights and you get to do the tours and it'd be really cool to go there. No question. And, uh, that's not going to happen. So Christmas is canceled. Well, that Christmas, not our Christmas. <laughs> You're not going to cancel Christmas on me, pal. Nobody cancels Christmas. You got it. Okay. And as always, there's precedent for Christmas being canceled. We know that it was canceled in the documentary, Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer, but because of Rudolph, Ho, ho, ho. Christmas was not canceled. Santa was really happy about being able to use <laughs> child labor. <laughs> I love that stupid movie. I mean, documentary, documentary. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> Okay, so a helpful hint in story number two. If you're looking to smuggle gold, remember remember to walk properly. <laughs> so apparently there's a big tax if you bring gold into India from, well, I mean, this, this particular passenger was arriving from Dubai into India and uh, traveling Go Air. So apparently authorities spotted this man walking oddly and they said, Hey dude, what up? And he was carrying two pounds of gold in his cove. Smuggler's Cove has a whole new meaning now. So apparently he had uh, the picture they show is these flattened pieces of gold that he had put up his rectum rectum damn near killed him anyway uh he was walking funny and uh, they stopped him and said excuse me sir uh, why are you walking funny i mean <laughs> i've got a uh, hemorrhoids it's i've got gold roids what do you is there a problem 
So I guess this is a big deal, and it happens often. They talk about another passenger was caught on the same flight carrying more than three pounds of gold. But it didn't say that that particular passenger was using the smuggler's cove way of getting it in. So I don't know where this passenger was stashing the gold. But so that's a big deal. Uh, I mean, 60,000 bucks worth of gold, right? And so, I mean, the 18% sales tax, it's a good chunk of change. Right? You're talking about what, 12 grand? Something like that? You know, for sure, at least 10 and uh, with an eighteen percent tax on sixty thousand, uh, with ten percent is six, twenty percent would be twelve. So you're looking between ten and twelve thousand dollars. I'm not a mathematician. I'm just saying. So I guess uh, people are trying to get past this eighteen percent tax quite often in India. So authorities are on the lookout for those of you trying to. Bring in gold in your in your special Smuggler's Cove edition. I know the next time you play putt-putt golf at the old Smuggler's Cove putt-putt golf, you'll be thinking about uh, a whole different Smuggler's Cove, my friends. But just remember, if you're trying to smuggle something, you know, in your special cove, don't walk funny. Do your darndest not to not to walk funny. <laughs> Prisoners have been have got this down. I mean, they've been doing this for years in prison, so figure it out. Figure it out. And then we have a couple in upstate New York. This is kind of a this is kind of a cool story actually. Uh they bought an old house and they were remodeling it and they found a supply is uncovered what appears it's a special section a hidden compartment in their house uh that was stashed back in the 1920s it's uh full of wine bottles so it's uh, like bootleggers uh, hid the wine there in this house in upstate new york uh somebody check in with the kennedys could be them i don't know who's uh, who it was so it's about 60 bottles that they found in uh, compartments uh, in the floor. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. I mean, though, obviously the booze is not going to be uh, that good. But it would be kind of cool to see and have on display as you're, uh, you know, hey, look, this is the bootleggers bottles from the 1920s. And uh, it's surprising that no one has found it yet. People still finding stuff that was hidden away uh, during the, uh, uh, and all kinds of weird things that people stash away from time to time. But it'd be kind of cool to have for, uh, just for show. Somebody's got to try at least a bottle, right? If you find 60 bottles, eh, you got 59 to show for it. Somebody's got to take a drink of it. But it's kind of cool. And I don't know if you get any money for it, but it'd be kind of cool to have and show off, no problem. I'd be, and it would be kind of cool to have for Mercury One. Uh, you know, they've got their uh, big event coming up this weekend, virtual, of course, on October twenty fourth, Saturday. The uh, M One Next Chapter dot com. You can, you know, you could go to MercuryOne dot org as well and find your way to it, or you could just M One Next Chapter dot com. 
The theme is America goes back to work. That'd be nice. So uh, they're going to, it's kind of cool that we're going to debunk the 1619 project about time. It's going to announce a new initiative. Uh, It's a new education center here in Dallas where families and students from around the world can come to Dallas and learn about the true history of America. It's going to be the live auction, of course. There's always really cool items that you can uh, spend your money on. Look, this is what this is what this is about, right? Is raising money so that they can keep the lights on, so that during the year you'll be able to give for whatever disaster relief, education efforts, or humanitarian programs you want to, and know that that money, a hundred percent of it, goes to that particular program, that particular disaster, that particular effort, because that's what Mercury One does. So go to m1nextchapter.com and join us Saturday night, the 24th, for the virtual event that will be, uh, well, I don't want to say it will change your life, but it's very possible that it could. All right, let's go to the break room. (laughs) (laughs) I need something ice cold to drink. And I'm really thinking about buying some tab just to, you know, have a couple of cans as it goes out to retirement. But eh, I'm going to stick with what I've got right now. All right. Ice cold drink. I found the cans, by the way, back in uh, back in the stores. Nice. Oh my gosh, so good. Don't let me forget to get to the transplant story. Okay, yes, I'm talking to you. Don't let me forget to get to the transplant story. But we're in the break room, so I want to tell you to subscribe to the podcast. I, I could tell you the transplant story, but just subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber to this podcast, what are you doing with your life? Don't answer that. Just know that your life could be so much better if you subscribed to Chewing the Fat. It's available on a plethora of platforms. Just to name a few, you've got iTunes, you've got iHeartRadio, you've got Stitcher, you've got Spotify, and many, many more. So just subscribe and make your life that much better. You can rate and review it and do all the the nice stuff to help the podcast out so other people find out about it after you subscribe. First and foremost, you need to subscribe. And the same with the YouTube channel. Just subscribe. I mean, it's very, just, you want your life to be better. You don't want to be, you want to be a subscription freeloader. You don't want to be just a freeloader. Nobody wants to be seen as just a freeloader. But a subscription freeloader, that's cool. So make that happen and subscribe to the podcast. Okay. <laughs> yes, uh, that's right. And you, you know, if you want to email the show, you can email chewing the fat at the blaze.com. I got an email from Rusty asking me if my Heinz ketchup sheriff jurisdictions expand to other condiment task forces. And it's possible that it could at one time right now. Uh, we're not working on anything special that I can tell you about. Uh, Rusty wants me to know because his local, uh, his local company has now switched to an off-brand salsa for their roller grill items. And I mean, I don't know about you, but 
If you're getting things from the roller grill, you still want your condiments top notch. So apparently this is a watered down kind of salsa that just isn't up to snuff. And so I don't know. I don't know that, uh, I don't know that I can develop a special task force on this, but we'll, we will investigate. Thanks for emailing and, uh, I appreciate it. Okay. So we've got to get to the transplant story. Cause I think this is being presented one thing, but it may help, uh, more than just what it's being presented as. So let's say you're a man that's unhappy with the way his man part looks acts feels and you want to get it changed is it possible not really i mean federal donor regulations prohibit vascularized composite allografts what it's called tissue harvesting and organ donation of specific body parts such as limbs and genitalia unless the donor wishes to donate and permission has also been given from the donors next of kin upon death. Well, doctors at Mass General in Boston are seeking approval to perform a first of its kind surgery to attach a man part from a dead man onto a woman who identifies as transgender. Okay. Well, see, this is just the beginning is my point. So they, they start with the transgender and then you'll be able to just do it for yourself. If you, you know, do I have to say I'm transgender? Okay. I'm transgender. So they're talking about this and this whole story about it is weird because they don't even, they're not even going to do, they don't even do it. They're talking about, uh, it's been a, the operation hasn't even been approved. Um, they are waiting for a volunteer to be the first test patient and by putting this story out there i'm sure they're going to have a a line of test patients wanting to me 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 i mean they this would be a quantum leap if we're able to transplant a real penile structure a plastic and reconstructive surgeon from mass general said uh, we we certainly pushing the boundaries is it doc is it or are you just happy to be doing it? Because it sounds like he's ready to rock and roll. And it would certainly be super helpful to a lot of trans-identifying patients. Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be? I mean, that transition to permanently alter your body, getting elective double mastectomies, and, you know, hey, that guy over there said I could have his thing, so put it on me. Wow. I mean, we are... We are walking down a, a, gr- a great road is what I was going to say. A great road is what we're walking down. Uh, man, I mean, you know, look, the surgeries that they, 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 the trans identifying females go through is pretty incredible. Um, and it's, it's not just one surgery. I mean, it's a lot, but. To be able to, I'm sure there's going to be a huge line of people lining up to say, hey, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. So there's not going to be a shortage of people wanting this procedure. Now, I don't know what kind of shortage you're going to have. And I hate the word shortage when you're talking about something like this. 
uh, you're going to have when, I mean, are you willing to say, donate your structure when you die? I mean, I guess if you're willing to give up a kidney or a liver or eyes or nose or whatever ears, whatever you're going to transplant, if you're willing to give up that, you might as well, Hey, I'm willing to give up my structure too. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take it all. They're just body parts. It doesn't matter. Okay. All right. (laughs) I guess so. I mean, some of those parts are pretty hard for people to deal with uh, donating to other people. You know, I remember one story that... um, now, I just I just know that they were looking it was a terrible situation where a child had been uh killed in an accident and they were looking for, you know, that's a that's a good transplant death. Uh, you know, hard to talk about, but if you're in the transplant business, that's a good deal, right? You get a young child. And so most parents aren't thinking about you know, their child donating body parts as far for for any purpose because they're a kid and they don't expect something bad to happen and i remember one story where they were parents were being asked about it and were ready to say yes until they got were asked about the eyes and that was you know their favorite part of their child and it was the color of his eyes and you know so then it was just no all all over so while you don't want to think about those things you're going to get asked if something bad happened so be ready and I don't know, look, if, if you're, if you're a hundred and you say, go ahead, take it. I don't care. I mean, do you want that? <laughs> if you're, uh, if you're looking to become, uh, you know, needing a man part as a trans person, do you want the 80 year old structure or would you prefer, you know, the transition coming from a younger more virile structure. <laughs> I don't know. Can they make it work either way? I'd like to ask the doc that. But it's coming. It's coming, my friends. Don't look at me like that. You can write your own jokes. So whenever travel picks up again, you'll be able to uh, maybe go to Tokyo and they're saying they have a brand new adult theme park. Yes, it's an amusement park for adults. Well, I guess you can imagine what is going on there. Uh, Guests are served by porn stars, private video booths featuring adult entertainment, it's three, I think you're looking at what, one, two, three, four stories. So, okay. I mean, it's a, it's a strip club with, uh, you know, with, a, with four, four stories. So the bottom, the basement is the newcomer adult film actress floor. And, uh, you know, you get served by up and coming adult film stars with food and drink at the bar. And then the second floor, the... Kakobutsu Salon 
offers more risque entertainment, such as massages. While on the third floor, it's the famous adult actress floor. You get to talk and mingle with the more well-known adult film stars. And the fourth floor is the, the silent bar, where guests are able to watch adult stars mix drinks while wearing bikinis as long as they remain quiet. <laughs> It's just a four-story strip club. You want to go up to the next floor, it's costing you more money. Hey, let's go up to the next floor. More money. Now, remember, originally, this I think this is the same guy that tried to open up a theme park in the shape of a man part with, uh, you know, the cinema, the whole movie place that would vibrate while you watch the movies, and it was just too expensive for him to run gotta be expensive to run this now i mean nobody's going there right they gotta wear masks now i mean you're going to the strip club i still have to go up on the third floor and wear a mask okay and uh, i mean how much time do i get is it is it all timed do i have to pay money to get in and you only get so many so much time on the floor probably i mean you don't get into a strip club for for free my friends and everybody expects a tip uh, believe, believe me, uh, everybody gets a cut. Yeah, you can quote me on that. But good luck, good luck, because I don't see it. Uh, I don't see it working out until you know we get past this COVID thing, and then maybe, maybe it works out. But there's plenty of places uh, shutting down in today's world that uh, close to that all around. Did you see uh, ACDC? Uh, announced their they've got a new album coming out baby i know <laughs> i know power up i know looks great they're all on the cover angus young brian johnson is back cliff williams phil rudd is back stevie young i rhythm guitar i mean new album power up baby so angus is 65 Cliff Williams is 70, Stevie Young is 63, and Brian Johnson is 72. Wow. Uh, it should be good, though. I mean, you know, look, are you you're not going to listen to the new ACDC album? Uh, no, you are. And it's going to be on every rock station around the world. And they're, they're, they started talking about the new album because the one bass player uh, that played bass for them for, I don't know, a month maybe at the most just passed away he uh his claim to fame was he joined the band in 1975 after the high voltage album every time i say the year that i just said you'll get that ding go off actually that was just my phone saying i'm at 100 percent. stop charging me so i wish it was 1975 oh, 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 um so anyway, he joined the band in 75 after they had already recorded high voltage albums. So he wasn't, he wasn't even on the album. And then he, uh, he toured with them, played a couple of dates. And then I remember seeing him. He talked about the only time he ever talked about it was on that. Uh, it was a documentary about ACDC and he spoke on the documentary and he talked about how, uh, they had gotten off the truck and Bon Scott said, yeah, you're not going back with us, bro. Uh, you're done. Okay, so have a nice day. <laughs> I mean, okay, good riddance. So anyway, I guess he was a nice guy and, you know, everybody liked him, but 
not Bon Scott, and that was before Bon died. And so being a nice guy and being able to play in the band are two different things, my friend. Two different things. All right, we've got, uh, I'll give you a couple, some COVID updates, uh, some headlines, just so you know. Just, I know, I get it. We're inundated with it. Um, but we're, well, we know we're over 40 million total cases worldwide now. Um, pretty, you know, pretty incredible. But we're also, you know, we also have, uh, what, 30 million recovered. So I know it's over a million deaths. I know. But 30 million have recovered. And now they're saying small gatherings are a growing source of COVID-19 spread, at least in the U.S. 36 states report increased cases uh, and hospitalizations, by the way. Uh, We know that uh, Eli Lilly said it's pausing its trial of the coronavirus combination antibody treatment for safety reasons. Okay. All right. That's fine. And we had a guy... Uh, an infectious disease expert that is telling us that the next 6 to 12 weeks are going to be the darkest of the entire pandemic. Okay. Dr. Michael Osterholm, the director of the Center for Infectious Disease Research at the Policy and Policy. I'm sorry, I don't want to downplay the doc. He's the director of the Center for Infectious Disease Research and policy at the University of Minnesota. And he said that the next six to 12 weeks are going to be the darkest of the entire pandemic. I mean, he was on Meet the Press. So, man, you know how they get the experts on Meet the Press. He said he was, uh, the U.S. was suffering from a messaging problem created in part by, uh, you guessed it, a strong lead voice to guide Americans through the pandemic. Oh, Really? That's the problem. Okay. So he says, and he claims that now and the holidays will see numbers much, much larger than even the 67,000 to 75,000 daily cases. Okay. Well, good luck and God bless. And yet we're still getting stories now that the exposure risk on airplanes very low. Really? Okay. They claim that they've done this test and a positive sign for the airline industry. Now, in this story, (laughs) you'd think to yourself, well, I mean, the airlines, they want good positive news, right? I mean, they are dying on the vine. We know that. And they definitely want to have this be good news. Hey, it's okay. You can fly, wear your mask. Uh, you know, research, we've done the research the last six months. We've got, we've done testing. We've tested the air. We've tested people that are positive in the planes, breathing on the air. We've doing all this testing. We want to make people fly again. It's okay. And you think to yourself, well, I wonder, did they have anything to do with this study? Well, yes, they did. Uh, The study was uh, led and funded by Transportation Command, and that operates Patriot Express flights that use commercial planes like United for members of the military and their families. But that doesn't, you know, downplay the test, really. I mean, it just means that they were looking for positive results. And the numbers seem pretty good. So is it safe to fly? Absolutely. Go ahead. There's no countries letting you in 
and no states want you to be there but go ahead fly just hop on a plane and fly that should be their new ad campaign just fly just get on a plane and fly don't know where you're going so what we'll land somewhere so i was looking at this uh netflix quarter three q3 earnings preview and uh, it's got a subscriber guidance that uh, it talks through the different quarters of uh fourth quarter of 18 first quarter of 19 second quarter of 19 and it takes you through the second quarter of 20 this year and i mean they've got 72.9 million subscribers here in the united states and canada uh and then it goes on to a 61.5 million and then uh, latin america is looking at 51.8 million <laughs> I mean, and it goes on. I mean, they're up to already with a 72, 61, so that's 130, 133, 163, 169, right? 130, 160, 180, 188, 189, over 190 million subscribers. That's pretty good. That's pretty good for Netflix. Now, I will say, uh, for that uh, I would expect some better programming than what they've been doing lately, but I know coronavirus. I got you. Don't worry about it. Don't drive me back to NBC. Don't do it. I mean, I missed Saturday night live last week when they were having just so darn much fun with the, the president and the former vice president. But now I see where Adele is going to be hosting the Saturday Night Live for the first time. That's the first time she's ever been on Saturday Night Live. That's pretty uh, That's pretty weird that she has not done that before. So uh, she's hosting this coming, right? That's the, the 24th, right? That's the same as uh, the Mercury One event. So you watch the Mercury One event, and you might as well just, you know, record Saturday Night Live and catch Adele and see if she was worthy. Plus, you get a look at her since she's lost so much weight. We'll see if uh, it was, uh, you know, photoshopped or if she's on her way back to boom or if it's the new Adele. It's <laughs> the only thing I'm really looking forward to. I'll be honest with you, just to take a look and see if she's, you know, the new Adele or boom on her way back. You know what I'm saying. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. So I'm reading a story about Nigeria. And don't, don't, don't stop looking at me like that. It was just a story about Nigeria and I found it fascinating. And for years now, people have been talking about the police brutality going on in Nigeria. And they started back in way back in 1992, they started this special anti-robbery squad. SARS was meant to fight violent crime and officers would operate in disguise and and they would go around. There was all kinds of accusations of corruption and rape and torture and murder. I mean, they didn't have to be, uh, they didn't have to wear uniforms and they could do what they wanted. What could possibly go wrong? So uh, they started this big movement that's going on there now with this hashtag end SARS. And it's a big campaign. And they have all kinds of Nigerians telling their tales of abuse. Are they all true? I don't know. But, uh, you know, you got to believe that some are, 
just like here in the U.S., right? So they've taken to the streets and they, you know, they want to bring attention to the extortion and the beatings and the violence and the sexual violence and mock executions and more. And they've been accused of targeting young people. And, uh, okay, you know, we'll see how that goes. The government is, of course, uh, you know, not real happy about it. And they've got a new police unit called the Special Weapons and Tactics, the SWAT. And they're out there investigating, so I'm sure nothing could go wrong. But one of the things in this story that is incredible to me. So Nigeria's population is one of the youngest in the world. Over 40% of the country's 200 million people are younger than 15 that's an incredible number. Wow. And they're getting, I mean, they're getting all kinds of support from around the world now for their NSARS campaign. Well, yeah, that market, <laughs> hello. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of people with a lot of earning and spending power well, for a lot of years. You want to be on the good side of those people. There's no doubt about that. So, uh, NSARS, hashtag NSARS. I'm all for it. <laughs> no kidding. Man, that's a, that's a good thing. You know, it reminds me of things like I was looking. There's, uh, there's a way that we see who listens to the podcast, Chewing the Fat. That's right. I see you. Don't, yeah. Yeah, don't look that way. I don't like it when you turn left like that. Look back this way. So, I mean, we just know the countries, uh, you know, that where people download the show. Yes, it's being downloaded in Nigeria. So I'd like to say hashtag NSARS. Now, if you're part of the SWAT team then or the SARS team, I'm sorry. But that means you're, you know, an adult and I, we don't care about you. We only care about the people that are younger than 15 that <laughs> now have you know 30 years of uh of of prime time earning and spending capability coming up because i believe you know, we got canada and belgium and france and australia united kingdom netherlands germany russian russian federation and uh you know south korea uh you know of course united states is the number one uh downloading chewing the fat but uh welcome Welcome to Nigeria. Hashtag NSARS, baby. That's what I'm, I'm all for it. You get... <laughs> I mean, no one is for police brutality. I'm not joking. If they, look, if these damn cops, if you want to call them cops in Nigeria, are over there in no uniforms, unmarked vehicles, and, you know, they're, you've got corruption and torture and murder going on, that has to stop. No matter what country it is, that has to stop. That cannot happen. The problem is when you start getting into these big campaigns and you start bringing in the world of, you know, the Kanye's and everybody else that's trying to raise awareness, which is great. It raises awareness and helps shut down the, the corruption, and the torture, and the murder, you hope. But it also brings to the forefront a lot of the faults uh, accusations. And so, you know, you got to kind of weed through those as well. So hashtag NSARS. That's all I'm saying. Hashtag NSARS. 